heard across the Resonate Regional Radio Network. It's my time, it's my life. I hope you will come along. This is Rural Queensland Today with Ben Dobbin. Good morning and welcome to Rural Queensland today, Tuesday morning the 6th of September. A very good morning to everybody listening to us across the Resonate Broadcast Network through 4SB in Kingaroy, 4ZR in Roma, 4VL in Charleville, 4HI in Emerald, 4LM Mount Isa, 4LG Longreach, 4GC Charters Towers in the Hot Country Network. Good morning to you. Uh, we have a huge show for you this morning, but first before we get to that, hey, uh, I'd just like to say if you're in Cloncurry this morning, uh, you should count yourself very lucky. The Melbourne Cup... Uh, is doing its tour um, and the Lexus Melbourne Cup will be in Cloncurry today along with Melbourne Cup winning trainer Sheila Laxton who won with that beautiful horse Ethereal back in 2001. Uh, This is part of the 20th annual Lexus Melbourne Cup tour. So Charters held the iconic trophy there, Charters Towers on uh, the 3rd and the 4th. It was in Cloncurry yesterday and today. I think that's just awesome. So if you're in Cloncurry or surrounding areas today and you get to see the Melbourne Cup, I think that's awesome. The Lexus Melbourne Cup, so much to like about that as well. Uh, Left on the tour, um, they will be though in Warwick on the 13th and they'll be in Allera on the 14th of September. They'll be back in Brisbane on the 8th of September. So much to like about the Melbourne Cup and it's not far away and the fact that Lexus uh, Melbourne Cup tour is in Cloncurry today and was in Charters Towers over the weekend, very special. Big show for you this morning. Patrick Hutchinson will join us. We're going to catch up also uh, with Mary O'Brien, founder of Are You Bogged, mate? We're also going to talk about the buy from the bush markets that are taking place Kerry Brennan will join us as well. 7,000 people expected to attend in a little over 10 days' time. So much to get through this morning. It's a big show for you. It's Rural Queensland Today. Let's get into it. Patrick Hutchinson joins us next. Rural Queensland Today, a Australian Meat Industry Council CEO, Patrick Hutchinson, joining us this morning. I tell you what, you want to talk about a bloke that's had some stuff going on in the last couple of years. This bloke, he's been at front and centre for every single drama. Uh, he joins us this morning. Patrick, mate, you need a break, brother. Gee whiz, it hasn't uh, stopped for you. No, Dobbo, no, just the hits keep on coming, but uh, that's what uh, that's what happens in our industry. And uh, as long as, uh, long as farmers are keeping making money and everyone's uh, making money through the supply chain, then uh, you know, you're going to keep having issues, and, but uh, it's, all, uh, it's all for the best. We seem to have got FMD under control to a degree. There's no two ways about it. The you know very very obviously on notice. But I applaud the Labor government because they actually did do a fantastic job in trying to get this under control in the sense and and the attacks that was coming from everywhere else. But they seem to at this stage have got it under control. Look, it, it, the situation is is it's a, it's a an incursion of a disease in a foreign country. So you know, we're limited in what we can do and how we can do it. The thing is that we've got to be a great neighbour not just because it's good for us, but it's also good for them. And so I think that we've been working through that exceptionally well with the Indonesians. I think that the hysteria has been the thing that's certainly calmed down. People have taken a breath and looked at everything and looked at the risk factors, and we've been able to explain very clearly to people exactly what risk actually means and what risk is actually going to or, or could incur and what we would do about it. But there's a Senate inquiry going on. 70-odd submissions, and I'll be down there on Friday giving our uh, uh, giving our information. So, look, I think that we're going to learn a lot from it. Um, but, uh, look, there's been some good outcomes from it as well, including a heightened sense of biosecurity on farm, which probably hasn't been there in the past. Yeah, you did right. Um, China is 
a huge market for us at the moment. The appetite for beef is breaking records this year. And the next big item will be coal. But China reported 274,000 tonnes of beef from around the world valued at $2.65 billion. Now, they're sourcing most of its beef from South America nations, South American nations like Brazil, Argentina and Uruguay. When do we get more into there? And how and how do we go about that? Yeah, great question, Dobbo. Look, we've got a very good relationship uh, from a market perspective and from a perspective with China. Um, business to business has never been better. And I know that, um, you know, there's a lot of people that uh, – Certainly talking about it, the uh, we at the Australian Meat Industry Council, we're having a big national leaders dinner tonight down in Canberra and part of that's going to be talking with the Trade Minister and, um, and part of that's going to be about where to here with China. I think that we continue to forget that China is still taking about 150,000 tonnes of beef from Australia every year. It's certainly down from uh, the 300,000 tonnes, but look, it's a, it's, a, it's a market that ebbs and flows and has ebbed and flowed for a very long time. Time. So whilst America, uh, South and North, is making hay because uh, the sun's not shining on Australia at the moment with temporary suspensions, I think as we move into the future, if, uh, with a better relationship and a better understanding and better dialogue, we'll be able to ensure that we can provide the confidence that China needs in our systems and get these people back into the market. Yeah. These discussions that go on with China, and, and obviously we've seen, look, there has been some fallout pre more post the actual incursion of COVID and whatever, whoever lays blame, I'm not going to get into that. But the wine industry took a hit. You know, we've had some industries and, and some areas take hits. Do you think all is forgiven and that they realise now that, you know, we are a trading partner and that, that things might just come back around a little bit better than where they were or have been the last couple of years? I think we've got to remember, uh, Dobbo, is that, that China is the biggest bureaucracy in the world. So, and everyone wants a piece of it. It's not like that, uh, you know, that we're just the only ones waiting in line or we're the only ones that are, uh, that are working and operating with China. So we've got to recognise that, um, you know, we've got temporary suspensions and that they need to be lifted. But in order for them to be lifted, um, you know, we've got to first then have the relationship that allows dialogue with their, um, uh, you know, with the uh, general uh, administration of customs and trade, uh, GACC, over in China. And what that would then do is allow us the opportunity to then provide more evidence and more confidence. But we've only seen a few weeks ago when all of a sudden out of complete nowhere, um, there was a rumour that all of uh, agricultural exports from Australia and New Zealand uh, were going to be banned. Now, it was a hoax, yet media in Australia ran off with it then all of a sudden that we're attacking China and China's attacking us and it starts all over again. So yeah. these are the sorts of things that uh, sort of, you know, it's the one step forward, two te- steps back mentality that unfortunately at the moment with our relationship with China, uh, trade is collateral damage and it continues to be so. Unbelievable. Now, th- there also is the the foreign chore and you can say, people can say what they want, but talking to, to beef processors here in in Queensland, and I'll say, JB, they are not making money. It is a proper tear-up at the moment. So I understand, I understand that everybody says, well, it's got to turn, but we actually need processes and the graziers to be all making money, and at the moment it's very still in one favour. And I don't know how long it's sustainable without work, the working, working shortage and with also the prices at the moment. It is not boding well for the future. Yeah, look, Dobbo, I mean, the, the, the key thing is is that we actually want to see strong price for cattle. That might sound counterintuitive, 
but actually that's where we get our raw material. So, you know, the, the, it, it's unlike mining where the miner who is taking it out of the ground also owns it all the way to the boat. So there are different intermediaries in between. So that's where we've got to be making sure that throughout those intermediaries that they're making uh, they're making money. If farms are making money, they're reinvesting, they're growing herds. Our, our biggest worry at the moment on the horizon continues to be that we're staring down the barrel of a worker shortage. We're probably only going to kill about 6.15 million cattle in Australia this year. We're struggling to meet that. And the forecasts are saying to us that probably over the next three years, that could rise by another 15%. Yep. Now, if we don't get this right, what we will see is potentially what we've seen in the US, where the packers all of a sudden are you know, potentially still making the same money that they have. Food inflation keeps price high. But in fact, livestock prices low because there's too much of it. Because we can only process a certain amount because we don't have enough people, or people are still sick, or uh, or a whole range of things. So that's why AMIC is working with the NFF and working with the the minister. And you know, we've we've started down a tripartite process with unions as well on having the discussion of what we're going to do in order to ensure that we can be encouraging people into the industry, back into the industry, together with an international workforce to create a permanent processing workforce in this country that will allow everyone to make money, but more importantly, to then also ensure that people continue to be confident that we can supply the world because we're the most reliable supplier in the world. And if we're not doing that, then other people will take their place because we become unreliable. And that's the thing that we've got to make sure that we recognise and underpin. Otherwise, if we become unreliable, then people will start to then make decisions and that will have an impact long into the future. How are we going to fix the working shortage? It is, you know, it is a huge worry. Yeah, look, we, it, it is about a permanent workforce. So everyone needs to take a huge breath and then take a very blank sheet of paper in that tripartite area that I just previously discussed of industry, government, and, and union to a lesser extent, and turn around and then say, what are we going to do in order to ensure that the people who are currently employed stay employed? And that is about ensuring that we can increase our capacity to its levels that also then underpins our farming fraternity across Australia. And in order to do that, we need to recognise the permanent workforce is not one that's heavily taxed. So if we're having to pay extra money for the same person from an international uh, an international setting because that's an artificial intervention to sort of force us into hiring local workers who potentially don't want to work for us anyway, that in turn is just stifling the market and inevitably what's going to happen is no one's going to be getting any money, government, uh, uh, union or um, industry. So we've got to wake up to ourselves, recognise that we are producing food so whilst we saw in the job summit, there's a lot of talk about IT, especially, we don't eat microchips. We eat food. So in order to ensure that we continue to keep eating food so people who do make microchips actually can continue to do so, yeah. we need to then be underpinning our food supply chain. And to do that, that permanent workforce has got to be local yeah. and it's got to be international and it's got to be recognised for unskilled, semi-skilled, skilled and highly skilled. And we've all got to be pitching in and making the effort because if we do... Farmers right through to eat uh, consumers in the supply chain will be the beneficiaries. Yeah, well said. Appreciate your time, Patrick Hutchinson, as usual. Uh, AMIC CEO, thanks for being with us this morning. 
Cheers, Dobbo. Always a pleasure, mate. Welcome back to Rural Queensland today. This is a great, great story um, that is highlighting just how the bush can obviously see, be seen and heard a lot more in the metropolitan areas. Uh, Saturday, September the 17th, there is a lot going on and this is the second Buy From The Bush Queensland Festival being held at Summerland Cattle Farm in the Scenic Rim. Everybody knows Paul Martin. He's one of the... Uh, owners, uh, CEO of Summerland Cattles, and we have the founder of Bite from the Bush, Queensland, Kerry Brennan, joining us this morning. Kerry, good morning. Thank you so much for being with us. Oh, good morning. Thanks for having me. This is such a great concept, and we understand uh, the Bite from the Bush mentality, and, and we know how important it is when we talk about it in our own backyard, but for there to be the second annual festival, last year there was close on, I think, um, they were talking like four to 5,000 people and this year they're expecting more. That is just a, a great show of um, solidarity that people do want to support the bush and there's going to be some amazing stalls and things on offer and businesses showcasing their products on the 17th of September. Oh, look, it's been fantastic. And I think the beauty of Summerland Camels is you've got something that's so unique as a camel farm so sure. close to Brisbane and the Gold Coast. Yep. So there's the... City people, you know, particularly through the the very long drought and dreadful bushfire seasons we've had in the last decade, I think, and the public awareness has really grown of the plight of um, Queensland farmers and and people living in the bush, and they want to do something to help. That they're you know they're big-hearted people, Queenslanders, and they they want to make a difference, but they didn't know how because you know you can't just make a quick trip out to to Winton, so. Summerland Camels is just at Harrisville on the Scenic Rim. So it's only about 45 minutes from the Brisbane or the Gold Coast. So it's an easy day trip for city people to to make it out there and see Paul's amazing camel farm. But also we're bringing in over 100 businesses from rural and regional Queensland and uh, for, for a market. And people can shop there and make a real difference to a, a real family. So I think that's why it's sort of a, a bit of a match made in heaven. Well, talk to me about talk to me about this. Talk to me about the businesses that are coming. As far as Longreach, um, businesses yep. will be travelling all the way uh, to. Uh, and I, I live very close. I live in the Scenic Rim. I live very, very close to Summerland Camels, so I understand exactly the location and just how beautiful it is out there. And what a great thing! Um, who are the stalls that are coming? Who are the stalls? We've got um, products from as far as. Stanthorpe and Gundawindi. Now, some of those people can make it themselves. If they can't, that's where we come into play. So we travel around. We actually um, manage events ourselves. We've got a, another big one coming up um, this Saturday in Laidley, the 9th and 10th of September, the Laidley Spring Festival. But at Summerland Camels on the 17th, we um, are bringing over 100 uh, little businesses. Now, some of them, as I say, travel themselves. Some of them can't make it. At the moment, the roads out, um, you know, St. George, Deer and Bandy Way, Flinton, they've got water across the roads so people can't get out. So what happens then is we represent those people at these events. So we have in our own buy from the Bush Queensland Marquee have over 50 businesses represented there. So they send their products to us. We sell it on their behalf. Yep. And, uh, yeah, that's, a, that's another way that we as a group can actually help hundreds of little businesses around rural Queensland. Oh, this so is we've a, got from yeah. Stanthorpe, Gundawindi, Winton. Uh, we've got as far north as um, up in the Cape. 
you know, we've got this gorgeous lady up there who writes and illustrates her own children's books and she sends them down to us and we we sell them on her behalf. We've got Banana. We've got this gorgeous girl from Banana who sends um, uh, all of her products down and we sell them. So we've got a very, very broad reach across rural Queensland. So this bite from the bush um – Markets that's taking place, and I say this with how what numbers? If you had five thousand last year, you'd obviously be expecting more this year. We're expecting about seven thousand this year, and Paul has actually had to move his camel out of one of the paddocks so that we can extend into one of the paddocks. It's got so big, so come early. Yeah. Uh, we've got free parking. Um, we've had to do a bit of a better travel uh, traffic management. It got so big last time. So we've got some great new traffic management in place because people were queuing all down the highway last time. Um, we got some amazing drone shots of uh, the crowds that came. It was just phenomenal. Uh, so this time it'll move all smoothly. Um, and yeah, we've we've moved into one of the camel paddocks. So don't come in your stilettos. You know, you're coming yep. to a farm. Yep. Um, you're on a grass, and um, there's some great opportunities to ride a camel and purchase some of Paul's own products. He has this amazing um, uh, skincare range that he's created from his the byproducts of the camel. So, um, and they have some you know, some pretty incredible healing properties. And his um, camel milk is great for gut healing if um, you have any gut issues or diabetes. And yeah, so it's a, it's a great. It's, you get to go to a real farm. It's a great to bring the kids out. Uh, Paul has the most magnificent driveway in the world. If yeah, you get there on sunset. And yep. the scenic room is just a beautiful place. Yeah, it certainly is. Uh, this is a great story, and there'll be over a uh, hundred different stalls and, and exhibitors at the Buy from the Bush Queensland um, Festival. And, and the good thing is that it's outside people coming to buy it. That's the best thing. People will be yeah, coming um, to obviously Summerland Camel Farms um, on the. 17th of September, and we're talking to obviously people from rural Queensland. People listening, and and I'm always interested, people listening this morning and who want to, and who are creative, who have something to sell, how do they get in contact with you and, and what's the process that, that they can join uh, the Buy From The Bush brand? If they get onto our page, so there's, we're actually the original um, Buy From The Bush group. So we started 18 months before um, there were a few other groups who used our name, unfortunately. Yeah. But we have always been about representing the battler. Um, we've always been free to join. So they can go to our website, buy from the Bush Queensland, and um, register there to be listed on our website. That's all free. Um, and they can message us through Facebook, and we will uh, promote their business on our Facebook page, our Instagram page. We do all of that free of charge. Um, so, yeah, it's come along and... I guess the beauty of bringing the city people out to pool at Summerland Channels is that um, our, our farmers who took on a little, you know, side gig to get through the drought and the bushfires, uh, they couldn't sell to the locals because the locals were also broke. Yeah. So we really had to reach the city people and, and they love it. They lap it up. They love to be able to take home a, a bottle of magnesium that came from Wonderwork Magnesium in Stanthorpe and they love to grab a tea towel from Bexing in Gundawindi. You know, it's just particularly, you know, the the Christmas word is about to come into our lives. Yeah. And, you know, it's going to be heading to us like a steam train. And uh, it's you can grab the really unique gifts 
that that people won't have, you know, you don't see it in the big chain stores. So, and there's a there's a real uh, sort of good feeling about helping a real family. So, so can you give me but, a, can you give me the name again? Your website again. Buy from the bush. Is buy it just, from the bush, Queensland. Buy from the bush, Queensland. So if you go to Same buy on from, Facebook, yeah, buy from the bush, Queensland. And if you can go to their website, buy from the bush, Queensland. Uh, you, you are in a really good place and, and you'll be able to help, obviously, everybody who's involved. This is a huge festival, the 17th of September. Really looking forward to seeing how this goes. Um, this will be expecting 7,000 people from outside, which is just a phenomenal thing. Thank you so much for being with us this morning. Um, founder of Buy From The Bush, Queensland, Kerry Brennan, really appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks for having me here. Have a great day. Best of luck. Rural Queensland today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. What a great story showcasing people from rural and regional Queensland. Unbelievable. We'll take a break, come back with more. Welcome back to Rural Queensland today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. Uh, The second annual combined sale at Rolston, combining Broadleaf, Santa Catrudis and Caledoon Angus is taking place uh, next Monday, the 12th of September at 11am at the Rolston Livestock and Grain Selling Complex, Dip Road, Rolston. Stud principal at Broadleaf Santa Catruda Stud is Tim Patterson and he joins us this morning. Tim, good morning, mate. Thanks so much for being with us. Uh, the second combined sale kicking off next Monday. You're very close. How do the bulls look? Yeah, good morning, Ben. Yeah, they look they look terrific considering the the, um, the start they've had. They they got wound into a pretty dry dry season, but we've had a terrific oats crop and they've um, they've performed really well. Um, it's been a bit of a challenge though with with the wet weather, I guess. Sure. But, they yeah. they bog around in that, and you think they're they're not eating and they're not going ahead. But no, they're starting to shape up. They're pretty good. So, how many Santa bulls will be on offer next Monday, mate? Forty, forty. We've got forty this year. Yeah. Um, I hope they all run up. They've they've um, all been tested and up up to now. They they're good. They're ready to go, mate. Um, yourself and Trina, along with your kids, run Broadleaf Santas, and and obviously. You're, you're from around the Ralston district, so you know the kind of country that these bulls have been bred on and what they can go and do. What what would you hope that people would say about your bulls when they purchase them? What would what would be and would please you? Um, are they going to go and get the job done in, in any climate in Queensland? Well, the feedback we've had so far, like is just that that, that they they don't take a lot of letting down. They they um they just go out in the paddock and they keep growing. They go ahead. Yep, um, and they're they're quiet generally, and they get funny calves. That and that's what um, you want. That's what that's what we're all about. And but yeah, they're not pumped full of grain. Their oats oats finished. Uh, these bulls will be penned and ready for inspection uh, day prior at the Ralston Selling Complex. That's this Sunday, the eleventh of September, and deliveries can be arranged um, and obviously discussed. Um, with either Tim or Glenn, uh, all the selling agents, broadleafsantacatrudis.com.au is the website if you want to go on and have a look. Uh, 40 Santa Bulls. How many Angus Bulls on offer, mate, from Calendoon? Uh, 46. Right. So that's that's what he's catalogued, yeah. Yeah, perfect. So um, it's, a, it's a very, very good sale and um, you don't have to go far. There was many years when most people from Ralston, they'd travel because there was always distance. You can go to your own backyard and that's beautiful central country. And these cattle straight off the buffalo and a bit of oats red. And you're right, when they were brought into this world, these calves, it was very, very tough going. And so they've done it tough and obviously finished off well. And, and these bulls uh, are sound. Um, they're all tested, everything right, mate? Yeah, yeah. 
we tend to lose a couple <coughs> every year because yeah. the tests are so stringent. Um, all, all the tests have been done in the lab yeah. with um, um, Sedwise and, and Rocky Repro. They're, they're professional. They do as many bulls as anyone through the through the bull selling season and just about anywhere you go, you'll find some of his testing results. Um, and then Lonnie Stone is the one that's done, done all the scanning and um, and he does a, a big heap of scanning right through um, New South Wales and Queensland and everywhere. Tim, who are the uh, agents for this sale, mate? Um, this year, well, we, we use um, the local fellas, Tim McGuire and McGuire's Real Estate with, with Greg Hargrove from Country Coast. Sure, and um, and Josh Josh Heck from from GDL and Rocky is doing the auctioneering for us, and they're all familiar with the clients and the and um, they know and everybody. Well, so so local yeah. local agents Greg Hargraves, Tim McGuire, and Josh Heck will be uh, involved in getting contact with those agents, um, and also go to broadleafsantacatrudis.com.au. The second combined sale at the Rolston uh, Sale Complex. Broadleaf, Santa Catrudis and Caledon Angus will be taking place next Monday, the 12th of September at 11am. That will start. Bulls available for inspection day prior, September 11th from 10 o'clock. Uh, and for deliveries, just get in contact with either Glenn, Tim or the selling agents, Maguire's and uh, Tim Maguire or Greg Hargraves or Josh Heck. We'll take a break, come back with more. Thank you, Tim. Best of luck for next Monday. This is Rural Queensland Today. Welcome back to Rural Queensland today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. Uh, prominent rural mental health advocate is Mary O'Brien. She's joined us this morning. She's also a spray drift consultant, but she has now expanded her resume and uh, released a new country music song. Unbelievable. Is there anything this woman can't do? Mary O'Brien, good morning. Founder of Are You Bogged, mate. How are you? Good morning, Dobbo. I'm very well, thank you. Great to have you back on the show. Um, and um, you, you've made your mark in recent years as a huge advocate for rural men's health. Um, it, it, it's been huge. Um, this is Are You OK Week on Thursday. It's a very important week, in fact, because it is about asking the questions. It is about trying to look for the signs, and it's something that you've been very, very passionate about. Yes, it, it's certainly um, taken up a lot of my time in, the, in recent years and um, become my full-time job travelling around the country talking to, to blokes about getting bogged and, um, yeah, now added uh, songwriters to my resume. Just to be clear, I'm not a singer. <laughs> How did you get into songwriting? Uh, as most things in my life, it was quite by accident. So I write a little bit of bush poetry occasionally. Sure. This poem was something that I wrote and put on the A Bogged Mate website and uh, was picked up by country music singer Angus Gill. And he saw the potential in it, and together with Alan Mackey, they have put it to music and moved a couple of words around to, and shortened it up because I tend to write very long poems. And yeah, released it last Friday, so very exciting. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, I mean, you wrote the poem obviously um, after the death of your father, right? Is that the one that that, that they've now talked into that? And then you know, yeah. th- and and that 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 has now been collaborated into a country music song. <laughs> When you first heard it, how did it make you feel? Well, it made me quite emotional, actually. It's, um, my father died quite suddenly of a heart attack um, almost 24 years ago, and it took me a long time to write that poem. But, yeah, watching his old dog sort of come to terms with the, the death of him and obviously, you know, the family and everything, people coming in and out in the few days following Dad's passing, and everyone kept walking past his dog, and she was sort of, 
sitting there a bit bewildered. So when I wrote the poem, I, I guess I left it open-ended as to how the boss died. And, um, you know, suicide certainly tears apart families and communities and whole regions right across Australia. So I guess it was um, looking at that sudden death from a, from a different perspective and, and you know, the, the faithful old dog's perspective. And, um, yeah, it's... Uh, it's quite uh, mind-blowing to think that it's been turned into a song and um, not only does, does Angus make a, a, a wonderful job of it with some fantastic vocals, but we've got Anne Kirkpatrick doing the harmony vocals on it, which is just, just phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. Just phenomenal. Um, talk to me about um, Are You Bogged, Mate, um, and, and where and how important this is. It, it, it didn't start off like that, but it, it has now become a huge part of your life and, and you'd literally go around Australia raising awareness. And, I mean, it's such an important topic and, and I suppose it should be an important topic every single week. With Are You OK Week, uh, Are You OK Day on Thursday, it, it sort of, I suppose, it, it, it becomes more prevalent again this, this week and, and it's probably something that we need to be more focused on. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, the, the male suicide in Australia is, is a massive problem. And I think we need things that, that specifically target men. And, you know, in rural areas, we're looking at, at male suicide twice the, the rate of metropolitan men. So this is a, a massive problem right across Australia in, in all areas, but particularly in rural areas. And I guess that, uh, you know, reminded to, to talk to our mates and to really make that space. To, to have time with them and to to maybe get into some of those deeper conversations. But in, in a bloke way, we don't have to make it this big fluffy thing. So that's what I focus on, really trying to communicate with men the way that men operate rather than the way that women operate. Um, you know, they, they do communicate in a different way. So let's make it bloke friendly. Yeah, you're dead right. And if, if we can do that... Um, and raise the awareness in the process. It can be it can be a very very helpful and useful tool. Um, you can go and get a copy of the poem that has now been turned into a song. Um, it's being submitted to the Golden Guitar Awards in Tamworth already. So I mean, I mean seriously, how talented are you? Like are you bogmate.com.au? You can go on there. This is quite unbelievable, Mary O'Brien. I really appreciate your time. I know you, you've never got into this to. To be a self, to self promote and and in fact it's quite the other way for you. You actually don't need the limelight, but this is just a phenomenal thing. And I think country music is a, just a, a phenomenal, phenomenal tool for healing. And the fact that your poem is now being collaborated with Angus Gill and Alan Mackay and Anne Kirkpatrick collaborating to to put it to music, I just think it's phenomenal. Congratulations! Um, I can't you. wait to see where it goes. And just thank you for everything that you do for the bush. Thanks, Tom. I appreciate it. Good on you. Mary O'Brien, founder of Are You Bogged, Mate? Uh, go to areyoubogmate.com.au. This is Rural Queensland Today. We'll take a break, come back with more. Well, that's it from us here this morning at Rural Queensland Today. I hope you've enjoyed the show on the 6th of September. A very, very enjoyable show. Ray Hadley joins you next. Have a great day, Queensland. And remember, when the weed is ripe, keep the headers rolling in the paddock. We will talk to you tomorrow from 9 o'clock across the Resonate Broadcast Network. This is Ben Dobbin on Rural Queensland Today.